I ended up rewatching Hot Fuzz. I had such a good time with it. It's so tight. Every every single shot, camera whip, yep. line in that film is dialed in to a T in the best way. There's not a single thoughtless thing that's spoken. Everything is like innuendo, referencing to something yeah. later. I, I every really, single bit of that film is working hard to make you laugh yes. in a different way. Every it's single not person. All, it's not all lines. It's we're going to have a little bit of, yeah, as you say, visual uh, wit, wit. We're going to have a bit of cin- cinematographic wit. Yeah, and I never realized how, how pacey it is. Yeah. It doesn't stop. From the get-go, it's like, it's like Sergeant Angel has yeah. the hand. <laughs> and it's just like straight into the next one. And then yeah. before you know it, it's like train, cut, peace lily, thing, yep. form. Model village, and then he's there, yeah. and it just doesn't—it doesn't lose you for the whole time it's on. It doesn't—it doesn't feel exhausting to watch either. No, it's, it's it's incredibly quick, and therefore that's why it stood the test of time because mm. on repeat viewings there was so much in there. It's still good. So I remember can... loving it as a teenager and watching it a few times as a teenager, and I've not seen it in such a long time. Mm. And then rewatching as an adult, it's exactly as good as I remember. Ah, it's brilliant. still really funny. Love that. Love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch Shaun of the Dead. I think I've seen it once, really loved it, ah. but like need to go and rewatch all of its stuff. I, I, I actually think Shaun that I've seen too many times. That, that now I, I watch it and I'm like, I, you know you know every sound of a film, like somebody yeah. opening a door and you're like, uh, 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 yeah. Um, you could act it out as a play, totally blindfolded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was a, there was a long time where I could do the first thirty minutes of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone as a kid, like line by line, because I knew it that well. Start. Yeah. yeah. Can you do it now? No. On the spot? But, no, 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 a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I could do. I could do. I could go for a while. I've not tried in a while. But you know, like when I bet you were fun as a kid. <laughs> Hi hey James. James, do you want to play football? No, I'm doing <laughs> Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The first thirty minutes. Join me at one twenty. <laughs> It was like Francois Bourgeois. Yeah, yeah. Join me for... Um, yeah, Francois Bourgeois. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Harry here. Potter. I'm here to do the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that uh, Shaun the Dead, great. Yeah. Hot Files, great. Fantastic. World's End, yeah. didn't like it at all. I saw it on, uh, I think, like Sky Movies as a kid, and I don't remember. As a kid? It came out in 2013. Sorry. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I think romantically about my teenage years. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess it would have been 2013 and I've not thought about it yep. much since. Yeah. yeah, It really goes on a nosedive in the last third as well. What, really... was, what was even the threat of that? It was like a- aliens. aliens. Yeah. The thing was is that they weren't scary. Right. So in like Hot Fuzz, you've got like the real, hot hot mur- the real murders. With the, real... the tricks were like people walk past the camera and the guy in the yeah. hood is standing. Right. That got me. And yeah. I, I knew it was coming still. And then obviously Shaun the Dead is actual zombies. Yeah. There's actual gruesomeness in it. But in, in, in the world's end, there's just like these sort of blue aliens that are kind of like squidgy and it mm. doesn't really... And it feels no, very full. No one talks about that film either. Yeah. It's not exactly. brought up at all as a film. Because yeah. people bring up Shaun the Dead Hot Fuzz a lot. Yeah. But no one will bring it I mean... In terms of his most talked about films, it's like people love Shaun the Dead and, and Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Um, no one talks about The World's End. People mm. do talk about Scott Pilgrim because that. Yes. Could, I like Spock. Yeah, I like Scott Pilgrim. Scott, I do too, yeah. But I had it's to come around really cool. on that. To me about I've seen third, that a few times. Yeah. The third it, time I got around, it, I enjoyed you it. Were, it. That's the thing. It's one of those films yeah. where, and it's quite a lot to tell for someone. No, no, you've got to watch it three times before you find it funny, which is quite no, a weird commitment. Thing to yeah. Say. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I totally agree. It will just be so quirky and irreverent. It will just completely go over your head the first time you watch yeah. it. But you'll. It, it's one of those things where I've seen clips of it on YouTube and go, God, this is really brilliant. Yeah. Like, and people didn't really comprehend at the time and it's like no, no uh, well, that was a real sort of cult gem there 100% yeah but then yeah The World's End after that didn't didn't make any sense didn't like that he went all Hollywood, Edgar Wright went all Hollywood for Baby Driver well, he's, and after because he, he spent years doing Ant-Man and he was, yes. do you remember that he didn't yep. get Ant-Man and then yeah but then Baby Driver which was but Ant-Man I, had loads of Edgar Wright 
Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. <laughs> the new film by Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Um, you can see his fingerprints all over yes. the many sequences in, Ant- in Ant-Man with um, Michael, what's his name? Pena. Oh, like right, yeah. The way he was like, hey, man, like you got to go talk over here. And then the oh, guy yeah. said, hey, he's the same. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the quick, yeah, the quick the whip quit. editing, yeah. But with Baby Driver, I, I liked it. I think actually on second viewing, I, I liked it a lot less. I think the first half of it is really like quick, whippy, you know, uh, all things we were saying, witty, well-edited, yeah. sharp. And then the second half, really, I don't think... I don't think Edgar Wright works very well when he tries to like go for the jugular and like be a bit more serious and, mm. and almost like build to like a climactic ending. Like he's, he's uh, we know him for being really dry in English. Yes. And he went American. And I, I think I yeah. agree. Like I, I like the film. And the I, whole thing with John Hamm at the end of Baby Driver, it's like, are you like doing a parody of like, or like a, a, your comment on the classic like American diner, yeah. like tense structure and or are you just trying to do your, your own very generic version of it? Like which one is, you know. That, I felt like there was a, a lot of hype for that movie big time. going in. I mean, it also had loads of big actors in it, but I remember the marketing and like the general buzz amongst people who went to go see films. Oh, Baby Driver, it's going to be mm. so good. Yeah, yeah. People who hadn't seen it yet were like hyping it up, hyping it up. And the people who had seen it were like, it's amazing, go see it. So I had a really high expectation in my head and I was a big fan of Edgar Wright. So I, it was yeah. right, right to do that. But then I, I watched it and I was like, I like it, but I didn't, it wasn't the second coming and no. I'm not shouting about it to, no. to the heavens. I much prefer his really English. Yeah. Because yeah. they are so Actually, English. and last year I went and watched Spaced. Have you seen Spaced? No. That's a TV, like, TV, TV series. Yeah, I've it's all, really good. It's all in there. It's all like the film references, the, you know, uh, visual wit. What I like about Spaced is that it's so English and it's made on a budget for like Channel 4. Like it's, he's, in, he's working within the confines of an early noughties sitcom. We know it's filmed in like really low grain yeah. footage, but he's able to achieve humor and like, yeah, big film references. I think English people are particularly really appreciative of stuff that is accurately English. Mm. Like it's why I have such a fondness for the in-betweeners. Oh God, and yeah. And like, I'm trying to think of something else that's that's equivalent. Or like, just, like even... Even like Blackadder or Faulty Towers, which aren't necessarily English, they feel yeah. really English. And I think because we have so much, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it, we have so much American, Americanized culture thrown at us constantly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but it can be just very like, this isn't real life. No, yeah. When someone accurately depicts yeah. English culture, it's like, yes. That, the In Between is, 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 is funny you bring that up because I actually went back and rewatched that a lot recently. I hadn't rewatched mm. it in years, probably like 10 years. And I was really worried going into it thinking, is this going to have dated really badly? Yeah. Are, are you thinking, because the, you know, exactly the humor is really coarse and stuff, you think it is just going to just not gel now. Yeah. Actually, it's still really, really funny. Yeah. First of all, it just captures like just schoolboy humor so like, well. It's just sort of tired, comprehensive school. Yeah, so it's, it's not tired, Hogwarts generic. or Eton. Yeah, and also all the all the houses are just like that bland yes. suburban cul-de-sac. Yeah. And um, it's that age where you've got like the horniness and the hormones and the like the the dumb chemicals of an adult, but they're basically still children yeah. in, in their in their heads. And so much of what they say, and just the stupid like um, blunt sexual remarks, yeah. Um, uh, are, are no, that, that had never been captured before no. ever. That and, and no. made funny in a way that wasn't. And that's the group. thing. I was thinking, oh, is it going to be really mean looking at that? I'm like, oh, you shouldn't say that. But actually, the joke the entire time is on them. Yeah. Well, especially with like take Jay's character, Jay, who like overcompensates for his. He like, can't. He's always the fool in the end. Yeah. Much, isn't he, he? he has this bravado saying he slept with loads of women. He's yeah. making up all these stories. He's like, yeah, and he's saying really vulgar things. He's like, yeah, I did this to this one and this to this one. I had to burn, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. actually, it, it and but. Um, 
uh, Will, is yeah. It, yeah, Will McKenzie, Will. is there to always puncture that and make the joke on him because yes. he's like, well, when did this happen then? That's ridiculous. That sounds offensive. Th- they're like they're like the four sex in the city girls, but for like English <laughs> lads. It's like, which one are you? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm Jay. Oh, I'm, that's Will. Yeah. Like, me, I, I got Neil all the time. Really? Up, Neil? Like, oh, yeah. Tall and slightly dopey. Uh, but, I could, yeah. I, I could, and the, I know watching it again now, I was like, that Jay, I knew so many guys like that. Yeah. They were just talking like, yeah, then I did this, just, oh, what do you want to do with that girl? Yeah, right? Isn't well, it? yeah. Jesus Christ. But so still, offen- so still, <clears throat> so still very funny mm. and not uh, offensive in the way I thought it would be. It's much more about them. The joke is on them. I mean, a classic uh, episode in between us is when they go to the caravan park. And, yeah. and you know, these guys are always <laughs> talking about so sex. English. Yeah. Like, an yeah. American would have no idea what to do yeah. with that. You said caravan What's Camber park. Sands? Yeah. What's caravanning in Camber Sands? Oh, we went camping in Yosemite National Park. <laughs> yeah. oh, g- yeah. Give it to me. Like, they just wouldn't. It's not the same. Um, th- and they go to this uh, caravan park, and obviously they're talking about sex the entire time. And then this girl comes up to Will, like, snogs him and says, I want you to take me outside. I want you to sleep with me. <laughs> and it, it's so funny because he's, they talk about sex the entire time, but he's incapable when an actual woman yeah. comes up to him and says, I, you know, I want you to have sex with me. He's like, um, how about we skid? How about we just <laughs> yeah. slide on the floors? It's liberating. Come on, come on. <laughs> and that's what, that's, that's the joke there. It's not like, yeah. yeah it's about their inability to. What are the other things that like really English, like normal and English? Because there are other things, but I can't think of them that people... The office, the original office. The original office, 100%, yeah. Yeah. As much love as I have for the American one, which I'll talk about, you know, at some point soon, because I've been re-watching it. Um, It's just completely different. I really actually get annoyed when people try and compare them, because it's it's just so so useless. It's like, why does everything have to be in comparison? Yeah, the the problem is is that the first season of the American office is taking from the English, so people who watch the English one get quite irritated at the Americanized version of that, because you are quite protective of it. I I was 100%, and then I was like, okay, I've been told to watch this now for the fourth time. I must detach the US office. What I do when I tell people to watch the US office is don't watch season one. You start season two. Yeah. Because then it actually sort of sorts out. That's what I did. I've not, well, I watched the first episode of season one and had a bad taste in my mouth, went straight into season two, I think, and then then I could appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, the British office is, you know, that excellent, mundane, um, Mm. dry, but a faint glimmer of hope in there as well. A faint glimmer of The romantic thread that keeps you going. Yeah, Yeah. and... um, yeah, God, I sounded so dear that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing that it has become the seed from which pretty much every modern, Amer- it's not just American, but like American sitcom has, has come from. Like you look at Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is modern, you see the DNA, which came from Parks and Rec, which came from the US office, which, which came, came from, from the UK office. Like I, I think at, I actually got to a point where, I think it was like in the late, 2010s when there were still comedies being made that were trying to be like mockumentaries and i was like mm. i was like please stop the office was over 15 years ago yeah now, now 20 years ago please stop trying to do the mockumentary thing like the bubble Actually, is the bubble is burst now it's totally. over it's done I, I like parks and rec but they really like there's no sense that anyone's actually making a mockumentary it's like mm. they just do those like weird looks to the camera and it's like yeah, exactly. All of those. Whereas it's, in the office, they actually build it in. You can um, tell. That's, again, the US office goes on for so long, it's not reasonable that, that they would make a documentary yeah. for that. Whereas I love in the at the end of the UK office, and they do the Christmas special, which are the last two episodes, the first the first shot is David Brett going, stitch up. That whole thing yeah. was a stitch up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or if they wanted to show all the shots of me yeah. being a dick, and you can tell like they really were core to that thing being yeah. a documentary. But anyway, the other thing that is so quintessentially English is Peep Show. Oh. Another thing that I can't even believe Absolutely. it took that long to come up. Yeah. Well, me and Talia are constantly watching that just passively. Yes. And we are laughing 
every single episode. The consistency yeah. of that probably just towards right towards the end is so so good. There is so much truth in the way that that dialogue is written, oh. and, and it's and you know what it speaks for itself because obviously Jesse Armstrong then went on to write Succession. C- I mean, a, a wildly different, like, hyper American TV show, but also the, really high quality. But uh, of course, but what I say about Succession is, if you look at the dialogue, some of that is peep show dialogue. Yes, yeah. It's just the same. There is some so many elements of truth in in there in Jez and Mark's interaction in the flat. Like one one I absolutely love and often say to people is it's just like Mark, you know, because he's got the point of view yeah. shot and he's like making some toast in the morning and he just goes, um, butter the toast, eat the toast, shit the toast. <laughs> yeah. God, life's relentless. Yeah. <laughs> just things like that. Yeah. And you go, and it, I, lo- I love the way Peep Show shoots like the the supermarket yeah. and like walking through and you see all the little like Maryland cookies and yeah. English brands that I just go like that is that is so just grotty and East End or is it Croydon? It's or Croydon, Croydon, yeah. yeah it just the is the that. building they live in, the office that Mark works in, JLB credit. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. so um, so depressing, so well observed. You know, I remember it, when it, it, it paints such a shit picture of England. Oh, like, gosh, it makes yeah. it look so. But awful also, it, they go. in a way that kind of makes you proud. Yeah, <laughs> so you're <laughs> like, that's it. That's, that's what it. it really is. I remember when Ricky. Gervais was at the comedy awards in like 2008 or something yeah. and I, he was either accepting an award or giving an award and I remember him being like why is no one talking about Peep Show he was like oh. that is the funniest show I've ever, I watch that all the time because yeah. so, Peep Show really is st- and it's still really a cult show yeah it, it got such small viewing figures yeah it ran for like oh. 10 10 seasons season, nine sorry. seasons uh, yeah uh, series really let's yes. be very series. British yes it's, it's nine series season. and, um, and it just it, it's it doesn't change it's still about the exact same things yeah the characters are in a way they're almost like South Park or Family Guy characters yeah. like they don't change mm. the world just keeps happening yeah. around them like they will just forever be those people I close my eyes and I still think they are just in that shit flat yeah. doing things yeah. it's weird that they like um, David Mitchell and uh, Robert Webb have said we can't do Peep Show forever because it's about young people and being young mm. and I've always been like no I disagree you could do that show forever and yeah. I find it funny even it's, if they weren't living together I'd love it it's like waiting for Godot it's like I, I, I always feel like there is a room somewhere and and Mark and Jez are just oh, in, somewhere. Uh, somewhere talking about something stupid watching yeah. the news I know. believe those characters exist yeah, yeah. so the Inbetweeners, The British Office, and Peep Show are yeah. prime examples, and Space, as, a, as we began with. I'm pro- proud off. of them because they are British authentic to what mm. So this is an interesting article I saw about something that's happening, in a, happening at AMC theatres in the US. Right. And apparently, you know AMC movie theatres, it's, like it's like a multiplex right. brand in the US. They are saying that they are going to charge people more to watch the Batman than other movies, right? And they're, so they're doing this thing where if you go and see the Batman at an AMC theater, the prices will be higher than usual, right? And they're doing what's called an experiment with variable pricing. Quote, currently our prices for Batman are slightly higher than prices we are charging for other movies paying in the same theaters at the same time. Um, this is all quite normal in the United States, but it's this idea of one film being considered to have more value Mm. than others. Mm. And I'm not talking about, you know, you pay more for a premium seat or a premium viewing experience. What do you think about the idea of a film charging more to see in the cinema because of its perceived quality? That is really- I thought that's quite an interesting- uh, Interesting concept. concept. Because obviously Um, the Batman is a very big film. I'm gonna go on to review it later. But this is like an interesting idea where we go, okay, the Batman's a big film. We think it's really good. Yeah. Can we get away with charging more because it's of a higher quality? It all depends on how that is done. So what I'm thinking is, okay, let's say you, have, you take a cinema and they charge you $5 more 
yeah. in this instance, because it's American, yeah. $5 more to see the Batman. Does that mean when you have a small art house film come out, like Flea or Boiling Point, are they yeah. going to charge you $5 less to encourage people to come see it? Because in that case, that's very interesting. If it's just the cinemas trying to make a little bit of extra cash... On a big film, which yeah. is what it is. And when the small films come out, they either don't show them or they're still... Um, going to charge them the same price, then that's quite a cynical exercise. Yeah. I still think there's a part of me that's kind of still a bit nervous about that concept because um, you still want to welcome people back to the cine- cinema. Um, things are still shaky after the pandemic. Yeah. I know why from the cinema's point of view, they want to make their money. Yeah. But also you don't want to just be feel like you're ripped off. Like if you go to the cinema, mm. you're like, the room hasn't changed, the seats haven't changed, no. the service hasn't changed. And again, this is not, because in the UK, you can pay more for a premium seat or you pay more for like a bigger screen. Sure. Which is, which is different. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's just different, like, yeah, if you make, like, can watch it in 4DX or IMAX. Yes. But, yeah. But, um, uh, and like, some, some part of me is like, oh, okay, interesting. What if like we, we have different prices for different experiences? Like, would it be worth it? But then I'm also like, what's the runaway effect of that? Where mm. a film that gets con- from a really huge director that's considered to be so good, yeah. does that now go? Does that does that alienate people from from wanting to go see it? And what is this barometer for quality? Like you and I, you just mentioned Boiling Point. We love that. Yeah. Um, but that would never be put in the same I category as the Batman or Avengers. I don't think it's about quality maybe it's a it's a ratio to the film's budget so it's like mm. if that film is over 100 million dollars then it costs x amount more if this film is over 150 million dollars it co- costs x amount more you know so there's like a, there's like a sliding cost scale more to watch an expensive film yeah that film was made for 200 million dollars and therefore that, that the, the t- ticket price is 20 dollars yeah. instead of 15 dollars or instead Which of 10 dollars if you look at the theater that's been happening forever you want to go see the hot new Massive, Musical, yeah, up to $200. Like, if you want to see a small pounds. new playwright, you know, right? Yeah, uni Seven theater. Pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I went to a theater in um, Battersea that was above a pub and I saw yeah. a really good, really good uh, play, but that was like, yeah, eight quid. Yeah, whereas I saw The Cursed Child and that was, that was like, oh, it was 80 pounds per show and that's two shows for two people. So I spent, you do that, it's a lot of money. I think, yeah, crikey. Yeah, and you didn't say it was worth it. It was awful. Mm. It wasn't time. awful. Another time when we have another time. Discussion. Yeah, Maybe I when, think that uh, um, Secrets of Dumbledore comes out. I'll talk about the Cursed Child. I think that uh, you know, we just I don't know why. Just that in the UK, it's much more that kind of sort of communal aspect. I mean, I know yes. there's plenty of things in our country that aren't like that, but I just think there's the idea of no, the cinema. We're so you. I think it's the attitude to change. Actually, we're so used to paying a set value. People mm. will probably be like, "Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going at all. Then if you're going to charge more, I'm not going at all." Yeah. But what's the, what's the alternative? All ticket prices just go up, and what? then the small films will suffer. So if they're, if this is being used as a way of saving and encouraging people back to the cinema to watch small films yeah. in a way that like the Batman is carrying and and op- opening up a space for small films to come back into the cinema, yeah, great, yeah. What do you think? I I think on on pricing because cinema pricing for a very long time has had a really bad rap for being overpriced. I will say since I want to say post twenty twenty. I found your average multiplex ticket prices have gone way down. Yes. I've seen them, especially if you want to go Monday to Thursday. Yes. You, you can pay something like £6.99 for a ticket, which if you told me that in 2020, I'd have gone, what? That's crazy. What kind of like tiny art house cinema are you trying to go to? To see a film for £6.99, I think is a really yeah. good deal for two yeah. hours of hopefully good entertainment. Yeah. I think for the, for the, for the, if I was running 
the Cineworld views, I would go, we never made money on the cinema tickets. Let's actually get people in and sell them popcorn. Yeah. That would be my business yeah. model. I would go, we, we, we ne they've never made money on cinema. You yeah. get people in to buy confectionery and do that. So why not, especially in this market where no one wants to go, well, I think me people are fine now, but especially for the last two years, people are going, I don't want to go to the cinema. I don't want to get COVID. Yeah. I've got every single film and TV show I've ever loved able to stream to me on the internet. Making it six ninety nine is yeah. a really good incentive for people to just go see a film. It's not talking about IMAX. IMAX or like premium experiences are twenty pounds yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, but I think six ninety nine is a good deal. So I want to give. Yeah, I want to give that. I want to. I want to let people know that actually the cinema has got the prices, especially in the UK, yeah. have gone way down. Except for, not art house prices, of course. Those not are still art house prices. prices. But those but, are still sort of. But that's like you kind of pounds. pay for your like moral guilt that you're like I'm sticking up for a small independent, yes. even though like the only art houses that are left are like are really just like small chains which are yeah. picture houses and every man's and every man. cousins yeah um, but again they're making money on you buying a 13 pound glass of malbec yes yeah yeah it's the same it's the same and a, and, a, and a different experience I yes. we have nicer seats we have smaller but actually <laughs> interesting uh, thing i noticed about the difference between an art house crowd and a and a, and a multiplex crowd because you might think oh people will be more well behaved there they'll have their glass of oh, malbec yeah, uh, uh, yeah exactly because mm. so you go to a multiplex that, i mean if we're talking cliched terms here the cliche of multiplex is like everyone's loud noisy chewing on popcorn. You, get, you get the 13 13 year olds yeah. to walk in. oh my god this is rubbish yeah, yeah what's this people and they're talking in the trailers you're like god i hope up. they stop talking when the film starts but what happens in the art house cinemas is people like get like art house drunk they and they go oh he was so good do you remember him? yes you got the yeah. upper yeah. middle yeah. classes oh, it's true it's, it's pronounced edgy for yes but that's it's true, but he's in prosthetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Isn't yeah. that so good? You people yeah. who laugh at random bits during the film. The, oh, the bits that people laugh when you're not meant to. I can't. I, there's nothing that worse. That is the biggest sign of I'm smarter than you. Yes. Look how smart I am. I want you to know that I'm laughing because yeah. this is a smart. Oh, oh, oh how droll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I concur. As much as I dislike the idea of someone going right, um, <clears throat> because Marvel films are really big, we know people like them. That. 15% more expensive. But I, I, something about me likes the idea of making their, making a choice or a distinction between different experiences. Like, mm. Kind of like how now, for a big film, as a film buff, I'm more likely to want to pay for a larger film experience if I know it's worth it. Right. I, do, I like that I have that option. Mm. But it, I don't know how in which we go, what, what, barometer, what barometer are we using to test the quality of a film that deserves to be bigger? Well, but it's not... But what do you mean? Uh, like, like, what, like, is... A Transformers film, a big expensive film, going to cost me more than Boiling Point. Yeah, because that's I, where I, I could see no, that, that price. That's why I think it works. Is like, that's a big expensive film, but those also those films still flop. So, but yeah, I, but yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm, I think the understanding is like that. Well, it's a bigger film, therefore it will it will be attracting a bigger audience. Therefore, we can, you know, pay more. For, it's like it's like a tax. It's almost like a yeah. tax. A big that, film that's tax. What, that's what I was talking about, like a Robin Hood pricing structure, where like you yeah. pay, you charge the big films more, so the, the small, small films, films can get can get in. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. We'll see. I'll keep an eye on it. I wouldn't be surprised if it just ends up being a massive money-grabbing exercise. Yeah. The small films don't see anything of that. 